The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 12. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out. An unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for your master to return from the wedding banquet, so they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for the gift of your presence in our life. Let us be faithful to you. Amen. When you hear that text of the gospel, what do you hear? First couple times I read it, I heard the things that are tough. Give away. Be ready. The Lord is coming. But as I looked at the verses a little more, there were four lines that stood out. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father's good pleasure is to give you the kingdom. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt to have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Those are basically pretty positive statements. The statements that come after those four statements are a little harder to understand. But let's start with the second one. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, what is close to your heart? What is close to your heart? So we're in the midst of packing, starting to move stuff from here to Washington. And we spend a lot of time talking, trying to process what's going on, realizing, or 
at least this person, realizing, I need lots of help? How do you decide what do you keep and what do you throw away and what do you get rid of? What are those things that are your treasure, that are your close to your heart? Can you see this? What is it? Can't see it? Old Spice. Actually, this is what my grandpa had. This is his Old Spice. He died when I was uh, still in high school. So, 67 minus 17, how, what's the number there? 50-some years ago? Where is your treasure? What is your heart? Do I pack this and take it with? <laughs> Thanks, Marsha. Yeah. yeah. Why? Um, when you have memories, a lot of them are based in smell. I have two smells with my grandfather. Sunday through Saturday noon, the smell I have with my grandfather is cow shit. I remember being a little kid sliding down his knee. If I knew what was on his knee, it would have been terrifying, but I didn't. But on Saturday, the smell I have is Old Spice, near and dear to your heart. So that brings us back to the first line. Do not be afraid, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you all things. It's an invitation. It's not really a command. It's an invitation to prioritize, to share to give things away. So what is the difference between a command and an invitation? It's how it comes to your ear. One is coercion, making you do something. The other is freedom, because you want to do something. And God's promises always lead to freedom. It is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And if we have the kingdom, then our hands are open and we can give away, we can care for others, we can lose ourselves in Christian service. And in all of these ways, the other treasures we own, possessions, can build a relationship with God rather than just a relationship with ourselves. 
So, this is my relationship with my grandfather. If we talk about something that holds our relationship with God, what would you show me? What would you show me that represents faith in God, work of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit? Would it be a Bible? I basically have three Bibles that are that way. First one was my Confirmation Bible. It barely is holding together. Second one is my College Bible. It's well used. And my last Bible I just got five or six years ago. It's brand new almost. So is it a Bible? Does that hold the treasure of your heart to show someone God? A confirmation keepsake? Something from your baptism, maybe? The gown that you were baptized in? The gown that your father or mother were baptized in? A picture that hangs on the wall? A doodad of some kind that holds faith? That's your vocabulary of faith. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God just doesn't want to give some things to us. God doesn't just hope that we do all right. God isn't sitting around waiting for us to earn God's favor. God isn't just watching to make sure we toe the line. God is wanting to give us the kingdom, God's good pleasure. So we hear the commands differently. Good pleasure doesn't mean worries, doesn't mean greed, doesn't mean false happiness. Good pleasure means an abundant life, a Christian community, a right relationship with God, a relationship with each other. But remember, be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. We usually don't think of Jesus as being the thief in the night, breaking into our stronghold, our house. But that's what the text says. Jesus will break into our life. Because God's pleasure is to give us the kingdom. And so he breaks in. And he offers us generosity rather than accumulation. He offers us community rather than just looking out for ourselves. 
He offers us vulnerability rather than just strength in relationship. So it's easy to miss God, the God of love and grace, when all we expect to see is law and punishment. But even if we have that, it's hard. The New Layman's Bible Commentary says, if we know we have treasure in heaven, the necessity to hoard earthly treasure disappears. But it's hard. But the answer is, God did not spare even God's own son. God is love and generosity. God doesn't want us to live in fear or dread or anxiety because God knows we need certain things. Like what? What do we need? Did you ever think of communion and this text? It's the master who serves, the master who comes from the wedding feast and serves his slaves. When we eat and drink, we immerse ourselves in communion. We immerse ourselves in the kingdom of God. Communion takes place in the congregation. Even when I do private communion, it is part of the congregation. We are offered a gift that brings us into the kingdom of God through bread and wine. So the text comes and says that he will come and gird himself so he will sit down with them and draw near them and serve them. It's a role reversal. Our Christian faith is often about many role reversals. Jesus says, you want to serve me? Then serve the weak and the hungry and the orphaned. Then you are serving the kingdom. So God comes, and God serves us in bread and wine, getting ready for bread and wine by self-examination, making ourselves aware that we are humble because Christ is coming to serve us. And when God comes, it is God who will feed and serve us like God always does in Holy Communion. Because we are a hungry and thirsty people. We want renewal. We want peace. We want hope. And God feeds us as we wait as we are hungry, as we are angry, as we are hurt, 
and we're given a gift and a little patience, hoping that we see it come to complete joy. God is feeding us now, and in the near future, God will give us everything. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Just wait and see. Amen.